Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about elevating others. So we're talking about a principle that you can apply to any area of your life as long as you're working with yourself and other people. (laughs) i.e. any area of life, right? So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, uh, first we're going to do an exercise on imagination, uh, and then I'll tell you some examples of people who have elevated me in my lifetime. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how you can elevate other people. So there's going to be four things. You may may or may not want to write them down, totally up to you. And I'm really going to ask you to check yourself. So at the end, what's going to be your plan to really take this forward? Uh, I do want to alert you in the description. There are several links. One of them, uh, of course, is for our self-image mastery course that's starting here soon. And the other is for our complimentary webinar that we're hosting next week on accountability for the win. So how do you become more accountable to the things that you need to do? And how can you help other people uh, who you might be leading be accountable as well? So those, those principles really apply to everything. Uh, I've used them with toddlers, with preschoolers, with spouses, my spouse, uh, with team members, with coaching clients. Uh, I assure you, this is a a very simple system that you're going to want to know about. Okay, so follow the link. It'll give you all the registration details and you can go from there. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so let's talk about elevating others. So first of all, before we jump into it, I want you to think about somebody in your life, uh, past or present, who makes you feel really good, who has provided encouragement, uh, support, maybe helping you to grow, to learn, um, to, to go towards your dream. So think about that person. Maybe it was a family member or a teacher or a friend, maybe even a boss. Okay, so when you think about that person, how does that make you feel? Well, chances are if they helped you get to a greater level of freedom in your life, so whether that means, you know, encouragement and support, helping you grow, getting you to a dream, then they elevated you as a person. So a couple of mine, uh, I had some early teachers who were just foundational in my my growth. Looking back, um, my fifth and sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Taft, uh, who's I, I'm a Facebook friend with now, and I enjoy her her company in a different way. She really helped me to see that there was something inside me uh, that might have been different than what I was being told in my life. Uh, she told me that I was smart. She bought me books, which to me was absolutely huge. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily have money for the book fair. She knew that. And she also knew I loved to read. So she would make sure that I, I had tons of reading material. Uh, I read all of her books in, the, in her classroom library very quickly. And she invested her time and money in getting me extra books. I remember one time I I was sick. I was actually hospitalized for a few days and she made sure that she brought me some books. And that might not seem like a lot, but to somebody who was in my position in life, 
that was everything. Because you see, I didn't have a person who was really for me during that time, uh, who really noticed who I was and, and what I enjoyed and was willing to step into my world and serve me in that way. Uh, another teacher of mine I had in high school, uh, his name was Mr. Clifton, and he was my track coach and also uh, a science coach or a science teacher. I had him uh, for several years. And, you know, both as a teacher and as a coach, very encouraging and supportive. But what he did, you see, I, I was what they call a gym rat. I played four sports a year. I hung out at the school, even if I didn't have practice. I I'm always made some excuse because I figured if I was there at school, number one, I was safe. Uh, somebody was noticing me and if you stuck around long enough, somebody would feed you. So to me, it was more survival, safety, uh, and also enjoyment. So Mr. Clifton would often take chances um, after school or after practice to sit down and have a discussion with me about greater things. Uh, really, you know, as I look back, it was more about the philosophy of life. Uh, and I never had anybody who really had discussions like that with me. You see, I, it, it's funny because I was just talking to my 16-year-old last night. We were having a really awesome discussion. And I said, you know, Josiah, I just want you to understand, I didn't have this opportunity when I was growing up. I, I talked to my parents about scheduling things. I talked to them about, you know, if I had practice, it, if there was a game, uh, you know, those kinds of things, but not having an actual discussion. And so Mr. Clifton was just powerful in my life. He not only saw something in me, but he encouraged me to see me, which I think is amazing. Uh, I, I look back on my, my early years uh, as a married couple and, and then as a young mom, my mother-in-law was significant in helping me to learn how to be a really good mom. Um, you know, it's great when you can have more than one example of how to be a, a mom in this life, because then you have a choice, right? But when you only have one example, which was your experience with your own mother, uh, that's the only choice you think that, that there is. So my mother-in-law was really great at asking me a lot of questions, guiding me along the journey, helping me understand what was normal, what was not. Uh, and then, you know, more recently, I've had mentors, uh, especially John Maxwell, you know, he, he ended up being a mentor of mine, gosh, maybe 15 years ago now, uh, that he, he was a book mentor, but in, in recent years, he's become an, a living mentor with me. Uh, you know, I, I have other book mentors that are long dead and gone, uh, but they still have a way of elevating me even after they've been gone. So, you know, the, these people elevated me and I, I hope that you have, you know, stories of people who have elevated you. If I had more time, I, I'd interview you all and ask you, you know, tell me about the, the people in your life who really elevated you. They, they showed you your, your true identity and, and maybe a power that you never knew about. So the question is, do you do that for other people? Chances are, if you're not doing that intentionally, you're probably not doing that at all. So how can you intentionally elevate other people in your life? Well, there's a few things that I've learned. The first thing is you have to elevate yourself first. 
You have to elevate yourself first. So what does that mean? Well, you know, just like what you're doing now, you're putting aside time to uh, be exposed to different ideas, to learn new things, to be challenged in your thinking. You've really got to say, you know what, how can I take myself up to the next level? You can do that in any or all areas of life. Some of the things that I regularly track to ask myself, you know, how can I grow by one step today? Uh, Faith, family, fitness, fun, business, all of those areas of life. So you can pick one and stick with it or pick, you know, one small step in each area. But you've got to elevate yourself first. So you can't intentionally elevate others unless you're putting time and effort into you. Now, the second thing is when you're interacting with other people, if you can get yourself to the place of seeing their innocence and their power, you're going to be able to elevate them. If you constantly see somebody else's guilt, so if you're, if you're, you know, pointing the finger at somebody, if you're blame shaming and guilting, uh, you know, if your, your kids are, listen, my kids have had their struggles, especially this last year. Each one of them in their own right has kind of screwed up. But you know what? I expect that because they're kids. They're they're figuring out life. I expect I'm going to screw up. I expect my husband's going to screw up. However, even amongst those screw ups, I look at the innocence and I look at the power that each one of them has. Uh, recently, one of the kids, uh, you know, confessed to, to some pretty big screw ups and, you know, it's definitely something we're looking at and we're, we're working on fixing. However, during that process, I was just so amazed at the conversation that we had and I wanted that kid to know their innocence and here are different ways that you can choose to handle this. So rather than just looking at you shouldn't have done this and blame shaming and guilting, I'm looking at them going, oh, wait a minute, this is something that you can handle. And guess what? This is your version of of hard right now. And when you master it, you're going to be able to master many other things in your life. So even in that, looking at their innocence and giving them more power as opposed to uh, blame, shame, and guilt and trying to take power away and saying, you obviously can't handle this, so now I have to do it for you. That's not elevating somebody. I think of a story I read in a book. Um, so there there was, I, I think the, the business was uh, import-export. They were on a dock, um, you know, machinery that cost millions of dollars, Guy was relatively new on the job. Long story short, something happened. He broke one of the cranes and it was literally multiple millions of dollars just for that one crane. Boss comes over and, you know, yeah, sure, they're taking care of the problem. But afterwards he comes over and he says, you know, hey, tell me, tell me what happened. Uh, The employee, of course, was just heartbroken, basically. First of all, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. And oh no, now I'm going to lose my job. So he's blame shaming and guilting himself like crazy. And the boss sees his innocence and his power. And he says, tell me what happened. 
employee goes through, tells him everything that happened, tells him exactly what he did wrong, exactly when he, you know, knew it was going to go bad and, you know, apologized profusely and basically said, I I know I'm going to get fired. I completely understand it. Uh, You know, how can I help make this right? And the boss looks at him and he asks him one question. Are you going to do it again? And, you know, the employee was shocked and he was like, uh, no, never. And he says, yeah, I'm not going to fire you. Why would I fire you? You just learned the most important lesson. And he's like, yeah, but, and he says, listen, the crane is broken. We have insurance. We're going to take care of it. Yes, it's a major problem. Yes, it's going to cause issues for the whole team. Yeah, all of that is a reality. And I've already hired you. You've already learned the most important lesson probably in your whole adult life. And I know you're going to do better next time. Well, fast forward 20 years later, and that was the most loyal employee who not only was able to do his job well, but he was able to elevate other people well because of that one interaction. Now, his life could have been completely changed the other way, but because his boss came in and saw his innocence and chose to give him power, he elevated him and therefore elevated his whole business. So, you know, think about that the next time one of your kids screws up. Um, how, how else do you elevate others? By knowing their goals and their dreams. I cannot tell you how many leaders I speak to that do not know the goals and dreams of the people they're leading. That is a foundational relational item. You cannot get people to do stuff for you unless you know their, their dreams and goals. Um, there's a a principle that John Maxwell always teaches one of the leadership laws. Um, it's the law of connection. It says you, you can't ask for people's hand before you touch their heart. You've got to know what they want to do in life because when you know that now you can come in and say, all right, so maybe we had a little screw up here. Um, but how does this relate to where you're going in life or what lesson have you learned? I I've had an employee once, uh, I, I man, she was, let's just say she was not fit for the job. Called her in. I said, listen, you know, we've really been working on this a long time. Um, this isn't, this isn't for you, is it? And she's like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. And I said, how can I help you as you're transitioning to your next thing? Uh, and so, you know, we treated it as no big deal that she was going to leave us. I'm not going to just fire you because, you know, you're wrong. Again, I saw her innocence and power and wanted to help her. But I had to know what is your dream? What is your goal? And I tried to help her get to her next step with that dream and goal as she was leaving us and as I was hiring somebody who was more fit for the job. So you can do things like that and still maintain that that really positive relationship and elevate the other person while you're getting what you need. Um, You know, another thing that that, uh, can elevate people is... If they're open, um, you can do or say what they need. So for example, um, sometimes people are open to mentorship, which is where an expert who has experience steps in and, uh, you know, tells the other person, gives them advice, basically. If that person is open to it and and you've been invited in, so don't give free advice, uh, something as simple as, may I give you a suggestion? Or uh, would you mind if I offer you something here? And if they say yes, then you can go ahead and say something or maybe even do something like model for them. This is how you could do that. 
if they say no, they're not open. So leave it alone because it's not going, no matter what you do after that point, if they're not open, you're not going to be elevating them. You're actually going to be bringing them down, even though you might have something really good to say and show them. Okay. So, you know, um, this works for a staff member who might not be fulfilling their role or who's struggling in their job. Uh, first of all, I'm going to check myself and I'm going to ask myself, okay, where's their innocence? So what are they doing? Well, um, what are their dreams and goals? Is there a way that I can step into this and say, okay, I know your goal is to do X, Y, and Z. And what's happening right now is not helping you with your goal. Um, is there a way that I can, um, give them a little bit more power in this. So I'm a big fan of coming in and showing somebody this is what's working really well. Now, how can we apply that to the rest of the job that might not be working so well? Okay, so innocence and power. You know, my kids, all three of them are very different. Uh, they, They all struggle in different ways. But these principles, my goodness, just these alone have elevated me to a much better mom. Uh, than I think I could have ever been without them. So be an elevator. Always take others to the top or at least to the next floor. So check yourself first, see their innocence and power, know their goals and dreams. And if they're open to it, you can step in and say or model something for them. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to include in the description uh, a few links. One of them, of course, uh, is our self-image mastery because that's starting this week. So if we still have some people who are signing up. So if you're interested, follow that. Um, the other is we are doing hosting another complimentary webinar. I think I think a week from today, actually. Yeah, a complimentary webinar on accountability. So if you're looking for more ideas that are related to this elevating other people and getting the job done. <laughs> we don't, we don't just elevate people who don't get the work done. Um, but that idea of accountability, helping yourself get stuff done and helping other people get stuff done too. If you're interested in that, follow the link. It'll give you all the registration details. Uh, I, I imagine, you know, if life shows up for you and you're like, Michelle, I can't make it on the live call. That's okay. No worries. I'll definitely record it. And then, uh, I'll probably, probably put it on as a podcast next week. So if you miss it, that's okay. No worries. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate all of you. Uh, my heart is just filled with gratitude as I think about you this morning. Uh, and I really, really hope that you take this on and you say, hmm, how can I elevate myself and how can I see others' innocence and power today? So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.